Hola, it's the Gringo and the Man podcast. Now, here's Gringo and the Man. Is that the man? Yeah, and there's the gringo. I see him. <laughs> How could you miss me? I'm all white. <laughs> You're all white. You're all right. White ain't right. I know because I ain't right and I'm white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're there. You're blurry, but you're white. Well, if you're going to be white, you know, <laughs> might as well be blurry. Uh, makes it more interesting. <laughs> People have to yeah. check their eyes. Right. Yeah. Another episode of Gringo and the Man coming at you, brother. That's right. That's right. Do we have an intro yet? Was the intro coming in? Did, did you hear that? tequila that's so good yeah i don't know we're working on intros right we're gonna have some we're gonna have some cool shit coming right yeah there's gonna be some good music to lead us into whatever the hell this is so there's a woman that I've been working with who is a huge fan of our company crew West studio of not real art of everything. And you might recall several months ago we had, you know, I had to go to Asheville for some meetings. And one of the things was that this organization out there wanted, wanted us to help them develop their podcast. And so we have been, I've been working with these guys to develop their podcast called artsville and it's all about celebrating american contemporary arts and crafts and the woman that heads up the organization sweetheart wonderful lady not really sure how old she is her name is louise right okay and i know i'm 51 i know she's at least 10 years older than me whatever i don't know yeah if she's listening and I'm and I'm wrong, <laughs> if she's my age, well, then I'm in big trouble. Well, she looks but, 10 years older than you. What's that? She looks 10 years older than you. <laughs> she's had a hard life. Anyway, so she is a big fan, right? So she, I'm talking to her the other day and she's like, Scott, I got to tell you, I, I just, I got to tell you, I tried, you know, I love, I love everything you're doing and stuff. And I saw that you, you came out with Gringo and the man and I, I was so excited to hear what Gringo and the Man was about. And I got to be honest, I couldn't get through the episode. I stopped in the middle. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't listen. And I, she felt, it was funny because she felt compelled to tell me, but yet yeah. at the same time, she felt a little like ashamed or embarrassed about it. And I said, yeah. Louise, I said, of course you did. You're not the target audience. Like, like I would have told you not to waste your time. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. 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 You are you are not the target demo, right? <laughs> Should have in the name. It's in the name, Gringo and the Man. Do you feel like that's for you? Right, right, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> it was during the part when I started talking about Mexican culture and history that she tuned out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's like, "What is this?" We drop our fair share of, I think, f bombs and whatnot, yeah. and you yeah. know, we might have even God knows what we were talking about. This podcast is not for everybody. And it might not be for anybody. We don't know yet. By the way, we could only hope that it's just for us. 
Because as soon as other people start showing up, yeah. things get complicated. I know. I know. <laughs> There's definitely two listeners, you and me. <laughs> and we only listen while we're recording. So there you go. <laughs> That's right. We don't have time to actually listen no. to this. This, no. is, this is it. We're yeah. one and done, man. Yeah. It's just like we talked about at the beginning, you know, it was just like recording our phone calls. Yes. And so they're on my phone and they're on your phone somewhere. <laughs> and we can always replay them in case we want to just reminisce. We just don't think that anyone else is going to be listening. And by the way, we know that the best art it can be quite ephemeral. You know, if yeah. you weren't there oh, yeah. Yeah. and you didn't see it, it's performance right. art, right? Like, like that's yeah. what this is. This is a performance art show. <laughs> this, is, this is our, our performance, yeah. people. Like, like you ever see when, when they do this like performance art and then you're like, how does this guy even make a living doing that shit? You know, <laughs> how can that person even figure out how to make money doing that? Well, they don't, they don't make money. They don't make shit. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're just performing for fucking free. For free. For, for free. For, for the for, love for, of, for the love of it. For the love of hanging out together. You know, it's soul food. I mean, this is soul food. We're feeding our soul right now. Yeah. It's completely selfish. You know, there is no I in team, but there is in dick and bitch. <laughs> and in gringo. <laughs> and not the man. There not is the no man. I in the man, There's but no there is in man. gringo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, hey, I, I think we're on to something. You know, I, I the other day I had to write something, you know, because the podcast is live now. People can find it on Apple and Spotify and all the places they get their podcasts. And Wait, are you sure we're going to be on Spotify? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if we're on Spotify. And so I had to write a little description of like what the podcast is about. You know, right. Gringo and the Man It's like, what is it about? And I wrote a politically incorrect podcast about American culture. Right. <laughs> yep. Which I feel like that's what this is about. Like you and I, mm -hmm. no two people could, I don't think, respect or care about each other more than we do. Yeah. And coming from two different backgrounds, coming together, talking shit, talking about life, talking about the world at large. I mean, but really talking about this crazy country we live in. Yeah. And sometimes we'll talk about art and sometimes we'll talk about politics and sometimes we'll talk about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the times we'll talk about nothing. Most of the time we'll be talking about nothing. But it just felt like, yeah, no, no, we definitely want to emphasize the politically incorrect part. <laughs> yeah. 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 People say, oh, you got to be careful. You might get canceled. You know what? I want to get canceled. <laughs> I absolutely want to get canceled because I don't want to have to deal with these fuck fuckos anymore. You know? <laughs> Well, that's what I was talking about Spotify. You heard all this stuff was going on with uh, Neil Young and Rogan and all that shit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. Um, Neil Young did uh, self-cancellation. Yeah. <laughs> that's the new thing. He's like, pick me or him. They were like, well, you're an old white dude. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're going with a younger white dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, maybe we should just throw our hat in and say that we're also going to quit Spotify. If they don't give it to Rogan. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Spotify, Gringo we're the telling man. you now. It's us or Joe Rogan. Yeah. Gring, Gringo <laughs> and the man have sent out a press release after their third episode. And as far as we're concerned, the choice is clear, Spotify. <laughs> this is a no-brainer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Oh, it's hard to... 
Hard to be a person in the public eye these days. I, I don't even know. I don't well, know. we can always You're go right. with the angle that, you know, we're a minority owned business. Oh, well, absolutely. We're a minority yeah. owned business. I'm shameless. I, you know, I'll play every angle we got. And that's a legitimate <laughs> angle. <laughs> Our press release can say the first minority owned podcast is on Spotify that is pulling out. Because <laughs> right now it's Ben Neil Young and a bunch of white dudes. Yeah. And so no one cares. But then we can we can play the the race card and be like, hey, there's the man. There's fifty percent of gringo in the man. Or you know what? Maybe I pull out. You stay in <laughs> and I pull out. Well, I or mean, the other the, way around. I don't know. We got it. it no, no. I mean, you it, without you or nothing. This is your show. It, yeah, sure. It says gringo first, but you're the man. <laughs> gringo and the man. Yeah. There is no show without the man. Yeah. If you yeah. if you go, then I mean, nobody cares about me. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I barely care about me. I mean, you know. Well, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I've got a little money to throw around. I'm still deciding if I want to bet on us or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hmm. Is this yeah. the is this the horse I want to bet on? Yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> uh, you got this new camera. It looks like your background is fake. It looks like you're some kind of uh avatar. You're really going with the gringo technology back there. <laughs> well, in true gringo fashion. Yeah. As I was scrolling on Instagram the other day, yeah. which is now basically nothing but ads and videos. Oh, I know. It's terrible. I caught an ad. There was an ad I saw for this new high def camera powered by artificial intelligence, AI. Mm-hmm. And it was 150 bucks because of the AI technology. If it was a really high def camera, you might be spending up to $2,000. So I was like, well, pff, I got to buy this. I mean, this I can't afford not to buy this at 150 bucks. I mean, I'm going to look like 2000 bucks for 150 bucks. Yeah. Like that was the pitch, right? That it's like pitch. you could spend $2,000 over here or you could spend $150 over here. And I was like, all right, I'll gamble 150 bucks. Of course, it really ended up being like $212, you know? Yeah, of course. Then I get the packaging, I get the product, I start opening it up. And in the box, in the packaging, in the paperwork, it's very clear. Something, there's a message that's very clear yeah. that was nowhere to be found on the advertising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you of know? course. Yeah. And that message was, this is a beta. <laughs> yeah. This is, this yeah. is a, a basically a, new, a brand new product that we're still testing, that we're still, the software is in beta. <laughs> You're one of the lucky ones that gets yeah. to, you know, like try it first. And yeah. it took me several days to actually be able to activate it because the software was so glitchy. I couldn't open the account. Wow. Finally, today I got it working. And now you tell me everything looks fake. <laughs> so it looks blurry and fake. Blurry and <laughs> fake. Yeah. So, yeah. That's 150 bucks worth of uh, <clears throat> worth of blurry and fake. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you think about your camera? Well, for well, 150 Speaking of uh, of scrolling through Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah. So the other day, I'm you know doing the same thing and scrolling through social media. I can't remember if it was Facebook or Instagram. Were you scrolling or were you doom scrolling? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was on Meta. Excuse me. Oh, jeez. I was on Meta. Meta motherfucker. 
there's a, a fucking video pops up and it's like this program or this app or whatever that you can buy and download and it creates NFTs for you, you know? So you- Oh, you, just like that. You don't have to hire, you, it says, it, like, it's like a little commercial. It says like, you don't have to hire, you know, it says like hiring a designer costs thousands of dollars. For less than that, you can <laughs> download this and we'll create these thousands of NFTs for you that are, I guess, programmed to mimic the highest selling NFTs out there. So you're going to get an original NFT, but that looks and feels like all the popular ones, but it's not. But you get, you know, this NFT maker. So buy me now and you can make your own NFT. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Made in America, baby. That that's that's as American as it gets. You know, step right up, step right up, get your snake oil. The problem with this whole NFT thing is that like, you know, I keep thinking about getting into it. And every time I, I think about getting into it, something shows me or tells me, don't fucking get into this. <laughs> you know? Like I see right. that commercial. Or I open up my dude, every single day on my Instagram, and I have hidden messages, hidden requests sent to my DMs all day long, every single day. Yeah, and the me only, too, for that matter. And yeah. the only message it is, right. is to buy an NFT and become an NFT and join this NFT and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it just, every time I see that, it just discourages me more and more to like not get involved with the NFT thing, you know? Well, you know and, what NFT um, stands for, for guys yeah. like us, right? What? No fucking tokens. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's just like, oh my God. It's just who knows what the hell's going on right now in, in the art world or in the world. It's just it's just nuts. Everything is just nuts. And I remember, you know, a few years ago we used to talk about stuff and say, Wow, you know, things are nuts right now. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are like three or four years later going, No, no, no. Now things are nuts, you know? Do you do you think our parents talk similarly, like, you know, as they were like getting older? You know, in their forties, fifties, sixties, through the sixties, seventies, and eighties, do you think it was yeah. like, like, oh man, things are crazy right now. Oh, things are getting crazier. Do you think this is just how it goes, or is it unique to us? I think every generation has levels of that. Yeah, but I don't remember. Well, who knows? Who knows? Because yeah, it's all different. It's all relative. But you know, the things that you're watching on the news now, and the things that are happening in different cities, it's just ludicrous. Everything is just falling to shit. That's the way I see it. <laughs> you know, government is fucking falling to shit. Business, people, just <laughs> everything is just falling apart really, really fast. And that's what it feels like. I don't know if that's what people felt like, you know, back in the day, but. Well, but I mean, it's like, if you think about it, right, it feels like for our parents' generation, well, after World War II, yeah. Right. Like American Americans and World War II vets could feel good about having won the war, the just war, as they call World War II. Yeah. So America's the hero because we've helped conquer the bad guys, what have you. And so we're feeling we're feeling cocky. We're feeling good. We have this military industrial complex, though. Right. That we built the monster. It needs to be fed. So not too long after World War II. We find ourselves in Korea. We find ourselves in Vietnam. Yeah. Then we start assassin. Then we assassinate JFK, RFK, MLK, or MLK, RFK. Right. Then we're full on into Vietnam. 
mm-hmm. with Nixon and the lies. And then, of course, if you're black, you're far from the idea that a black man would be president. is just like never happening in 68, 69, 70, 71, maybe. And then the 70s, you had, of course, Vietnam. And all. I mean, I get the point I'm trying to get to is that it feels like things have been shitty in many different ways for a very long time. It's just that maybe as a young person growing up in my teens, twenties, thirties, maybe I didn't really appreciate it. But now that I'm 51 and I'm really paying the fucking attention, you realize like, Oh yeah, there's some corrupt shit going on here. Deep, deep, deep. Yeah. Oh, and the climate's changing. (laughs) Yeah. That's a new one. That's kind of on top of, you know, cause the geopolitical fucking, power struggles are timeless like that. I mean, that's just part of the human experience, right? Yeah, Through history. Right, right. But the climate change changing is a fairly new man-made climate change, by the way, because I do believe that man is the core driver of climate change. Oh, no, not that's, that can't be true. What are you talking about? Dude, I know you're a climate denier, climate change <laughs> denier, and I'm going to take this opportunity just to call you out and let you know that it's real. <laughs> oh man yeah so i heard that we're already starting or it's about to start no i think i think they said it's starting already i think it's the fifth giant extinction oh yeah 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 right 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 we're in the the middle of it yeah we're in the middle yeah we just we're starting we're kicking it off so hundreds of of animals thousands of animals probably are gonna die off you know in in a mass extinction you know, wave or whatever. It's not even animals per se. I mean, yes, it's animals, but it's insects, right? Species. Right, right. Species of insects, species of even maybe vegetation, but certainly animals. And, and yeah, man, I mean, you know, like all that shit is happening. Maybe it's humans too. I hope it's humans. I hope it's part of it. Yeah, as long as it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken like a true gringo. Look at that. That's right. That's right. The next guy. Extinguish the next guy. Yeah, yeah. The guy from that other country. But it, yeah. it's true. I mean, you know, I mean, you, you you remember back in the day when we were like doing stuff with our friends over at the Center for Biological Diversity. I mean, yeah. that's what they're all about. They're all about trying to save endangered species. And right. And, you know, they've been talking this for a long time. And it's true. It's like we're just, you know, you clear cut the Amazon rainforest. Right. What the fuck do you what the fuck do we think they're doing? I mean, yeah. A, they're cutting down the the main the lungs, you know, the Amazon rainforest basically are like the earth's lungs, Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they create the, the oxygen we need. And now we're clear cutting that. So, mm-hmm. A, we're going to choke out. But while they're clear cutting, you know, they're killing off these species. And of course, they're uncovering viruses. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, and we're, we're killing everything in the ocean and then we're dumping everything in the ocean. Well, that I get. I mean, it's, I totally get that. I mean, where else are you going to put it? I right. Mean, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. One, you know, just put it in the fucking biggest body of water around. Yeah. Put it'll it in sink. space. Put no, it'll in space. sink and you never have to see it again. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. That's right. That's right. Who cares if the scientists, when they, when they take their subs down as they have done to the deepest, deepest, deepest part, the known, deepest known part of the ocean. They get all the way down there, like 16 miles or whatever the hell it is, (laughs) and they find plastic. They find a plastic straw. Yeah, like, oh. Oh, McDonald's straw. Yeah. Biodegradable. Yeah. I don't know, man. 
So you and I go back and I mean, you know, if anybody would ever ask me like, what's up with your boy, man, one, I'd be like, dude, he's a positive, upbeat, lovely dude, man. I mean, he's a glass, he's a glass half full kind of dude, you know, but, but I have to say tonight, tonight I'm sensing a bit of a melancholy vibe coming from you. Like what, uh, what, what's happening, man? I mean, you know, it's not, it's not like the man to be down. Yeah. It's when you hit 50, man. And then you realize, oh, shit. That's why they call it over the hill. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. It's just a fast descent into, it's into the It's really grave. fast. It's really <laughs> fast. <laughs> it's a free fall. Yeah. Is this your way of telling me that you've got prostate cancer? <laughs> I better not. What is happening with you? Did you I go to the doctor? Not, but- Do you have news for us? You know, actually, I was at the doctor's today getting my first physical since the whole fucking COVID thing started. Oh, wow. Okay. So I got the works done to me today. So maybe that's why I'm feeling a little bit half empty. Yeah. They drained (laughs) you. They beat you up. And you still don't have the results back. So you're like in limbo. But what they did give me is they gave me a piece of paper saying that I have to go set up my colonoscopy. They did say that. Oh, yeah. My first one ever. Well, I got my first one just a couple months ago. There you go. Definitely uh, opt for the uh, good drugs, okay? Because <laughs> they give you, remember the shit that Michael Jackson was like taking? Oh, yeah. uh, I forget what it was called, but like uh-huh. he had a doctor that administered yeah. it. it. Started with a P, I think. But yeah, like that's, like, the, that's prop, the stuff they prop. give you. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't know. And it's in when I did it, when they gave it to me and I woke and I'm like, oh, now I get why. Why, uh, why Mike was uh, all into this shit. Like I, like, I would be too. If I was Michael Jackson and I had all the money in the world, I could just hook up to this fucking machine and hell yeah. That's the way it to go. It was awesome. Huh? It's yeah. weird because like literally they just, you know, they put in the IV, whatever, and everything's normal. You're chit-chatting and they're like, okay, well, we're going to turn on the drip and we're just going to be talking and, you know, you're going to be waking up. And then just like almost as they're saying that, you're waking up. Like, it's the weirdest fucking thing because you just like you're out. You don't even know you're out and time flies. I mean, it's like for you, it's like a second. It's the weirdest (laughs) thing, but it's awesome. And then when you wake up, you're like, you're a little high, you know, you're just like, wow, that's like kind of cool. And then you sober up pretty quickly and you go home. And then your ass hurts for two days. Well, but here's the good news for me and my colonoscopy. I mean, they didn't find any cancer, but they did find my car keys, which I had been (laughs) looking for for a while. I was like... They were like, Scott, you sourdough, the the gringo, yeah. gringo, the good news. Uh, actually, we have good and great news. And I was like, oh, what's, what's that? Well, the good news is that you have no cancer. The yeah. great news is we found your keys. Yeah. And then you find out those, those, those are the keys from the, your last car. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, these are no good anymore. Yeah. Mm. Well, I have two people in my life who have given me horror stories about their colonoscopy. Well, shut those motherfuckers up. You don't want to hear that shit before you go in. And both of them told me that basically they were out, like in terms of they couldn't move, they couldn't talk or anything, but they felt the entire process. Both of them told me the same thing. Dude, they're just punking you. They're just trying to to scare you and shit. Don't even (laughs) even listen to that. Don't listen to that. And by the way, you are the kind of person, even if that were true, you're yeah. the kind of person that that's not going to happen to. Okay. You're I'm just, I mean, 
Because on balance, you when you look at the arc of your life as yeah. the man, yeah, things work out for you. They do. You're a lucky dude. <laughs> the universe likes you. It, it smiles on you. Oh right, all you right, know. Good. So yeah, that gonna, shit ain't gonna, gonna happen. All right, Listen, if it didn't happen to me, it's not gonna yeah. happen to you. Right. If it was gonna happen to any one of us, it would happen to me because I don't yeah. deserve. Well, I'm gonna tell them to put me on that propylene or whatever the fuck that pro, thing is pro, called. Propylene, isn't it? Pro, 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 propylene, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what yeah. I gotta get on. We should uh, hold on. Let me. I should be googling this shit. Hold on. Let's yeah, just Google see. Mike, Michael Jackson's drugs. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> drugs <laughs> yeah oh there's a huge uh, pro propofol pro 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 i don't know how to say it it's p-r-p-r-o-p-o-f-o-l how do you say that pro pofol propofol yeah okay and so that's what you get that's what you get that's you get the michael jackson cocktail <laughs> isn't it like an elephant uh, tranquilizer or something like that <laughs> Yeah, maybe, but you know, apparently all the drugs now are some kind of animal tranquilizer. Like yeah. it feels like every time you hear about a drug, it's like, oh, right. well, that's a animal tranquilizer. Right, right. So I'm an animal, so fucking tur- you know, knock yeah. me out. Shit. Yeah. yeah. But definitely you have to ask, you say, Can I request the Michael Jackson cocktail? Yeah. That's how you gotta re- That's how you gotta ask. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna do that. The update will be in a few weeks, I think, when I finally uh schedule my procedure my dad as you know left this world last year yeah Yeah. and during this whole deal with him in his last few months it came out and you know he i don't want to imply to our audience that it you know not that anyone's listening but (laughs) i don't want to imply that he was suffering for months and months actually he didn't suffer long and he passed fairly quickly but as his journey the last six months of his life. Cause he always had heart issues, although he died of cancer, but like, you know, he had some heart issues, but as a result of all this, it came out that he never had a, a colonoscopy. Yeah. And he's like 73. Right. <laughs> you know? And I was like, dad, what the hell, man? He's like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I didn't, He's like, he's like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dad, that's called toxic masculinity. You and your alpha male, white privilege, big alpha, whatever football player, dude says, you know, you, you don't, you don't want something put up your ass. Yeah. Cause like, that's not manly by the way, that's supposed to save your life. You might have cancer now. Like that was yeah. like the things we were worried about. We were like worried about him having fucking like rectal cancer. Sure. Yeah. And, like after it was all said and done, he's like, Phew. I'm glad, I'm glad that's all right. I was, I was scared. I'm like, yeah, we were all scared. Cause you could have fucking done this 50 years ago and you know, and every couple of years, but no, now at 73, you figure like, Oh, you definitely got it. Yeah. I mean, it turns out he had cancer, but it was like lung cancer, you know, a different kind of cancer, but wasn't rectal cancer, but it was just like, that's what that shit is for. Yeah. Go to the doc. That's the thing. Like, and my dad was like, you know, typical guys, dudes don't like going to the doctor. You know, they just, you know, it's like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll just, you know, I'll muscle through it. I'll put some Robitussin on it. You know, like, it'll be fine. Dad, your arm is broken. I'll just, I'll just rub some Robitussin on it. Like, like, that was like my dad. Like, he just didn't, he just did not go to doctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he reminds me of that IG, be a man. You know that fucking guy? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Be a man. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but yeah, that's our parents. You know, that's, that's the generation they... They grew up in is just like, you know, 
tough it out, be a man, stop crying. Take your skirt off. Yeah. Yeah. You know? What are you, a girl? Quit your crying. Take your skirt off. Be a man. Toughen up. Suck it up. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And by the way, I think I kind of feel like part of the problem with American culture these days is because of some of that tough love shit that's not happening anymore. Some of these kids are they don't know what it means if fucking muscle through something. Right. Yeah. I'm getting and by the way, this is my this is this is how I start to get canceled. Yeah, that's 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 where the cancellation begins. <laughs> I mean, how else do you how else do you develop grit? How else do you develop that kind of endurance that comes with just being able to put up with like discomfort if you're never put in a situation to like deal with the little pain and suffering. Yeah. Like, you know, like three years of fucking pandemic. Come on. <laughs> That's nothing. Hey man, we had Netflix. Okay. We had Netflix. We had zoom. We had Instagram. This fuck, this pandemic wasn't shit. <laughs> and by the way, again, I'm getting canceled because of course everybody who lost somebody. And by the yeah. way, we all know somebody who lost somebody. In fact, yeah. your fa- your very family lost somebody. So oh, yeah. everybody, everybody that is hearing this right now are going like, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. And I am an asshole. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying zoom, Netflix and Instagram helped a lot of people. This might be the first case of where the co-podcaster cancels his partner. That, this might be... <laughs> You know, it's it's just gonna be it's just gonna be the man, the man show. The man, the man show. That's but right. the man show already existed, so I can't be the man show. It's gonna be a different one. It's gonna be it's gonna be the man. Fuck Gringo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's where it's all going anyway. Fuck Gringo. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, again, it's it's complicated because the kids now, speaking from experience, I have three kids that are. In their early twenties, so congratulations, you didn't kill them. Yeah, <laughs> not <But> yet. You, <laughs> you got not them yet. out safe and sound. Yeah. So I I see a lot of the things that they go that they go through, and it, it's just different. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things that I joke, especially with my my two boys, and you know, I bust their balls a lot about certain things. But I also see a bunch of other stuff that I didn't have to deal with. Yeah. Growing up, like what? Give us an example. For example. This is when they were a little bit younger. They were like in high school or something. And no, not even high school. They were in grammar school. They were like uh, seventh grade or something. And something happened to one of their friends. And then he said, uh, one of my sons said, Oh, yeah, my, my friend so and so, this happened. So his, his mom's had to come to school to take care. And I said, I said, Oh, you, you mean his mom? He goes, No, his mom's. He's got two moms, you know? Right. And then I just stopped for a split second because I was like, nowhere in any of my upbringing did any of my friends, even if they did have two moms, ever, (laughs) ever, never did the two moms ever show up. Never did the kids say, I have two moms. Never did, you know, and my kids are so like nonchalant about it. Like, it's just a different world. Yeah. Yeah, So what? My friend has two moms. Big deal. My dad, my other friend has two dads. My friend is uh, bisexual, my, all that kind of stuff. And to us growing up, like I had to learn that. I had to learn that that was, oh, okay, well, there's people like that. This is how people think now. It was a, it's a different scenario, you know? Like I remember when I was in high school, you know, there was kids who were either gay or they acted gay and the other, and there was other kids in the class who wanted to beat them up just because of that. Right, right. And so in that sense, like we've evolved 
I hope, in one aspect where like there's much more acceptance and stuff like that. But then also like there's this whole shift with mental health. And I don't remember when we were young, mental health being such a big issue. And obviously everyone's going to say, well, it's because no one talked about it. It's because everyone put it aside. It's because no one you know, acknowledged it. And yeah, maybe that's true. But also I think it's a, it was a different world and things got worked out in a different way. And nowadays with social media, with the bombardment of images and people's different lifestyles and everything, I think the human brain is being attacked in a way different manner than when we were with that when we were kids. And so I think all this nonstop bombardment of your brain with imagery and sound and you know all these kinds of issues and, and things that are going on in the world right now are really affecting people in a way that we didn't get affected back then. I, that's what I think. That's my my two cents. And who knows, I might be totally off. But but when I talk to my kids, I see that the things they worry about are are way different than things that I worried about growing up. And the anxiety that they have about doing one fucking example that we all can understand now. When the hell did we have to worry about someone coming into the school and shooting it up? Exactly. Just that, exactly. just that alone. That, just imagine, that alone. That, that alone. alone. Just imagine that if every day you went to school, there was a chance that someone might come to your school and just fucking start killing people. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Then you compound that with all kinds of other stuff. So I don't, I don't blame the kids nowadays for, for what they're going through in, in terms of having trouble with just being normal, just trying to be. I don't know, just trying to be... Just trying to be. Just, just trying, trying to, to go about yeah. that day, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, it's a crazy world we're living right now. And so so I, I, I cut the kids a lot of slack because, yeah, we think we're tougher growing up and this and that, but we're living in a whole different world than they are. Just think about the kids. I was just thinking about this the other day. Imagine if in 2019, yeah, let's say 2019, you started college, right, in the fall. Right. So all of a sudden you're a freshman in college and then boom, 2020 hits and you're in a pandemic. Now you're a junior in college or a junior in high school. And for the last three fucking years, you've been dealing with a pandemic and you, you can't go out with your friends. You can't hang out the way you used to. You can't play sports. You can't. If your kids are growing up in that time and I have a daughter who's going to school right now, who's pretty much exactly in that demographic, it's fucked up. Like, how do you tell someone, remember when you were a freshman and what you did between being a freshman and being a senior, whether it was in college or high school, and the fucking craziness that you did during that time and the stuff that you got into and the people you met and the relationships and the everything else, and that is being completely taken away from, from all these kids. And it's just fucking, it's, it's a sad fucking state. You can't blame those kids for going through what they're going through. It's just, it's just, it's just a terrible, a terrible thing that we're putting these kids through right now. And so I can't wait till this shit gets to a point where, where kids can get back to becoming social again. And, and who knows, maybe we'll never get there. Maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll just keep going down the hole even worse. Who knows? But yeah, it's, it's a different time, man. It's a different time. And I mean, you, I know you have kids that are way younger than mine. I so, do. 
<laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I do. Yeah. Sorry yeah. I brought that up. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm like, fuck, you know. I don't even know what you know what those kids are going to go through. Well, I got them a couple of Kevlar vests. <laughs> and uh and they're suited up. So, you know, they'll be fine. They're ready for the world. Yeah. No, listen, I mean, you know, your example, I mean, you, that is the best example. The school shootings. Yeah. Is one really powerful fact that puts all of this in context. You know, yep. a couple of years ago, I was back home, back in the Midwest, and I was driving by my old middle school. And I decided, I thought, I'd when the hell am I ever by my old middle school? Let me just pull in and go in and check it out. Right. And I park and I go to get in. I go to go in and it's, the building looks basically the same, although that, you know, they've done a little work here and there, but I go to right. walk in and it's like Fort Knox, the fucking doors. Yeah. Like you can't, you yeah. can't get in. There's these big steel doors and you got to yep. get buzzed in. And you, then there's like a metal detector. And it really wow. shocked me. I mean, like it was a wake up call for me in terms of, cause I have nothing but fond memories going to that school. Of course. You yeah. know, all we did was tornado drills because maybe a tornado is going to rip right. through. And we did do from time to time, we did certainly in elementary school, not so much in junior high, but we did do bomb drills because, of course, we were you know, still in the Cold War. And and um, oh, yeah. that part right. of the country where I grew up, there's all the steel mills in Chicago. So we knew that we were going to be in a, in a nuclear war situation. We were going to be one of the first targets hit. So that shit was real kind of growing up. But I mean, it was like one of those things, eh, you know, whatever, you're just going about your life. But the doors yeah. to the school were always open. Always. Yeah. Always. You know, yeah. it was a fun time. Sure. You were pissed at your teacher and sure you hated homework and sure you were mad at your girlfriend because she dumped you or whatever, but it was all real pure life shit. Mm -hmm. And you didn't worry about getting shot. You did yeah. not worry. You might worry about getting into a fight, <laughs> you know, right. getting your ass kicked or something, but you were not worried in this. And so the, the school shooting thing is like the best point to contextualize what these kids are dealing with. How can you learn when you're worried about an active shooter in the building and it's nationwide because you don't know where it's going to happen. It could happen anywhere at any time. Yeah. 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 And I, I remember my kids growing up. And they were like in an elementary school, and then all of a sudden we'd get a a message that there was a that the school was on lockdown. This happened various times throughout the year, where the school was on lockdown, and it was because there was a threat. It was because there was somebody who was trying to run away from the cops and trying to get into the school, or it was some other reason that we didn't know about. But I was never when I was a kid. There was no such thing as a lockdown. There, no one ever called my parents and said, oh, the kids are on lockdown right now. And then to have my kids come home and be like, oh, yeah, we, by the way, we had a lockdown today. Like there was, there was times when the school called a lockdown but didn't call the parents. Because, what? Yeah, because the lockdown didn't last long enough to worry the parents about. So there was times. We when only the call the parents if the lockdown is longer than an hour. <laughs> yeah. So my kids would come home and be like, oh, yeah, we were on lockdown today for like 15 minutes because, you know, some, I'm like, what? What do you mean that we were on lockdown? He goes, yeah, you know, but everything was fine. Jesus. Yeah. Just to think about that. It's such a fucking. Well, but we also oh, know man. it's not a mystery. It's not yeah. a mystery why this shit is happening. It's happening for a few reasons. One is way too many guns in this fucking country. Number yeah. one, the proliferation, the prolifer proliferation of firearms, number one. Yeah. Number two, for all kinds of reasons, families 
largely because of economic reasons, because, you know, the job market has been tough and it's hard for people to provide for their families. And, you know, when you have two parents that have to work or one parent that has to work, there's a, you know, the family starts to break down. The family unit starts to break down. Mental health issues kick in. Families are under stress, right? And kids are under stress. And so mental illness and mental health goes, issues go up. And then we're not doing enough to invest in opportunities and education and all the stuff that we would need to just keep people healthy and keep people intact. And and so it's the perfect storm of shit. No wonder people are freaking out, taking guns and killing others and killing themselves because we haven't created a humane society. Right. Yeah. And then there's tons of money to be made on the gun side. So you have all these lobbyists and all the NRA and all that bullshit. This is America, capitalist society. Guess who's going to win, you know? But it's just sad because you look at the rest of the world and you never see shit like that. I mean, the other day there was, I saw on the news, motocross guys like in town, like there was some big motocross thing. And there was these Supercross. Two- I was there, Orange County, Anaheim, Angels uh, Stadium. Yeah, oh, that, Saturday that night I was there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and- we'll talk about that. That was some gringo shit, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And there was these two guys that were part of that, some Supercross riders or whatever, from the UK. And they decided to go party on Melrose, Fairfax, Melrose area. And it's two or three in the morning after the club is over and they're wandering the streets. (laughs) They get held up at gunpoint by two guys, get all their wallets, watches, jewelry stolen off off their body. And they caught it on video. And afterwards, they're interviewing these guys and they were freaking out. These two English guys are like wide-eyed, just like freaking out. And they're like, we've never seen a gun in real life, let alone have one pointed to my head. (laughs) We are never coming back to Los Angeles ever again in our life. (laughs) You know, on one hand, it's like, to us, it's just, oh yeah, well, he's an idiot. They shouldn't have been on Melrose at two o'clock in the morning. Everyone knows that. Especially not flashing all your uh, your Rolexes and stuff. By the way, by the way, guys, we won the Revolutionary War, assholes. You know, <laughs> yeah. get out of our fucking country. You know what? Like, <laughs> like you, you fucking Brits. I mean, we will fucking take you down still. Yeah, yeah. But when you're from another country, what we're doing, and when they show up here and they see it, it's fucking crazy. We're just so fucking jaded by numb. it. And, yeah, and we're, we're just numb. numb. And we don't see, like most of the time, we don't see the fucking insanity about it. But when you're looking from the perspective of another country who doesn't have any of those issues, where cops don't even carry guns, then all of a sudden you're walking down the street and someone puts a gun to your head? Dude, that's like, it's some crazy shit. But that's where we live. That's the country we live in. Just like, oh yeah, you know. I think we should change the, I think we should change the messaging on our, on our money. It says one nation under God. I think it needs to say one nation under the gun. Pretty much. One nation under guns. You know, like that's it. So they're trying to do. And you know, but I mean, listen, I mean, you know, I listen, I'm with you. I get it. And I agree. But it's also one of those things. It's like, of course we're in this situation. This country was taken by the end of a gun. Right. You know what I mean? Like the only reason this country is here is because some people showed up willing to kill for it. Right. Exactly. And so why do we have the right to bear arms? Because we knew that we fucking stole this shit. Right. Right. So it's like right to bear arms. You know, fucking we we stole this shit. We got to protect what we took. 
And karma's a bitch, man. You can't get, you know, you can't escape karma. We got fucking, we got, we've, we've got some karmic payback happening here. Exactly. Well, you know, when you talk about like when Cortez came over to Mexico and took it over, one of the things that Cortez realized was that the Aztecs had never seen horses, right? Right. The Aztecs had never seen guns. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so all of a sudden there's these animals, these creatures with four legs and attached body to the top and they have these weapons and so cortez just told all his all his uh, soldiers don't ever get off your horse because the Aztecs just thought it was this creature like a one creature right 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 like a monster a fucking monster it's a fucking monster with four legs with this fucking rider that breathes fire you know right so so yes they took it over so it's it's always been part of like the colonizers that's how they show up right they show up and take over they find the weaknesses in the in the inhabitants and then just take their well, shit. Well, listen, if we scratch our heads, right, trying to understand the shit that's going on and it seems so incomprehensible, what the fuck is happening and, and how is this happening and why do, why can't we seem to stop it and, and yeah. why does it feel like we're, we're being played and da, 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 da. You know, as I try to think about it and understand it, the only real explanation that i can come up with that makes real any real sense to me Mm -hmm. is that we have truly been invaded by a superior intelligence alien species from another planet and they have or another universe and they have been and they're so superior and they're so intelligent that they have managed to infiltrate our species our culture our world and like assimilate in a way that we have no we can't, we don't know. Like we're just being right. played. And I wouldn't be surprised, quite frankly, if these folks have found, these aliens have found hosts and <laughs> bodies like Elon Musk, Zuckerberg, Bezos, you know, right. all these motherfuckers that are trying to get to Mars. Yeah. Like somehow they're stuck here. By the way, of course they're going to be billionaires, right? Like, of course, because they're going to be the intelligent, you know, more, you know, the most intelligent. They're going to be able, they're going to be good at math. <laughs> and they're going to be able to program the shit out of computers. And then they're going to be able to just take the, the planet by storm and, and lock us all up. And that's what they're doing. The other it's day, the I only heard, explanation that helps me understand this in a plausible way. The other day I heard uh, this comedian and I can't remember who the comedian was. Damn it. I, I feel terrible. But he said, what if we found out all the aliens that were coming over were just billionaires that left other galaxies? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's it, man. That's yeah. it. Well, hey, speaking of comics, I spoke to uh I spoke to our boy uh, Ernie G. Oh yeah, Ernie G. Yeah, My man. boy Ernie G. Big ups Ernie G. Shout out Ernie G. Well, hey, look, well, before we get into it. Yeah. The listeners that he's a fucking great comic. Check him out. Ernie yeah. G. Yeah, check him out at Ernie G. So yeah. And, and by so the he, way, before we go into this, yeah. let's not violate any HIPAA. <laughs> any no, 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 no. I just but, but, say but I that. think he's been kind of public with the. I mean, it did all go down in public, so I think <laughs> crazy. He literally had a heart attack on stage. He was performing, and he had a heart attack. And thank God, I think he was, was bomb. Uh, I think he was bombing. He was bomb- and and he just couldn't take the stress. 
he knew he was bombing. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ernie. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but but dude, talk about having someone watch over you and someone, you know, Oof. angels, baby. A, a freaking nurse was in the audience and jumped on stage and revived them. Amazing. And there was like a big Samoan dude, apparently, like yeah, in the yeah, audience yeah. Who, who, because Ernie's a big dude. And, yeah. the, and the little nurse couldn't really apply the CPR. And she got the Samoan dude, like got him pressing on Ernie's, you know, big old chest. And it was like, they like had this whole teamwork thing going on. It was beautiful. Saved his life. We're wishing the best for Ernie G. You know, he's going to have surgery pretty soon and stuff. And he's going to do great. I mean, he's got, he's, he's such a positive guy. And yeah. I, I've known him my whole life, you know, pretty much since grammar school. So we've been friends for a long time. And, you know, yeah, he's just a good guy. And he's got a, a beautiful family right now that he's always wanted. And he has a lot more to contribute to this earth. So just sending him lots of love, lots of power. And, you know, I know he's going to get through this. So, yeah, man. Yeah. And, you know, and like, I think he's, you know, he told me he's like facing some heart surgery. And it's like, you know, but yeah. heart surgery now it's so common. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it it's like common. taking your yeah. appendix out or something. You know what I mean? Right. It's not the risky shit it used to be. So, yeah. you know, so he's, I think he's through the worst of it. I mean, the fact that he survived yeah. the initial attack, that was the scariest bit. And he got through that. You know, I was telling, I told him, I said, yeah, man, I said, you got, I said, you got to go back. Once, once you get through all this shit, you got to go back to that club and finish your set. You know what I mean? Like right. Those, exactly. Those people are still waiting for the, for the finale, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said everybody's just been like outpouring love, and yeah. and there are people been people that were at the club and saw him collapse. Uh, mm -hmm. They've been hitting him up on Facebook, you know, rooting for him, saying, oh, "Oh, yeah, it's a miracle. We're so glad you're better. We thought we lost you." Yeah, yeah, yeah man, man, fucking guy. But yeah, he's gonna be good. And you know, I mean, it's just like today. I was at, like I said, I was at the doctor today, and that was one of the things I told my doctor. I said I have a few friends, not just one. Several friends within my age group, give one or two years, who have had heart attacks or died from heart attacks in the last couple of years. And that's fucking scary. So I said, so make sure you check my heart. <laughs> make sure you fucking <laughs> don't let me get out of here without all the checks, without checking all the oils and all the, the machinery. Cause, <laughs> cause, uh, Change the spark know. plugs. Let's, Let's do it all. Get the fluids yeah. uh, refreshed. <laughs> it's hard right because like a lot of this stuff is how do you get it how do you get rid of it you try to eat better i mean you know ernie g man he was he was eating well he was like he had lost a bunch of a bunch of weight active dude you active know. guy yeah. yeah so it's just like man it's it's we just never know right so and that's been kind of my one every year i have like one thing that i'm trying to improve or trying to put out there at the beginning of the year and I put it out there and this year for me it's it's been health. I just want to focus on health in my family and myself and my friends. I've been you know doing like a simple thing every day whether it's a walk or a bike ride whether it's you know anything like that any kind of exercise you know I'm like getting serious about it now cuz it's I'm looking around and be like fuck you know I can't I can't go down like that not yet. Dude, I have the perfect fitness program for you okay what is the it? perfect health and wellness program for you yeah given what you're talking about given where you're at given the fact that you know you need to get the cardiovascular thing going on you need to work on the body strength the physical strength as well muscle tone whole thing you have to go back to your roots brother like you have to start bombing again 
You have to start bombing again, dude. Yeah. Like this I, is I, the I, time. I, you will get up all over town and you'll be healthy again. It's a win-win. I'm coming out of retirement. <laughs> the the amount of climbing, running, you know, lifting, pulling, carrying, yeah. the act of bombing is a f- physical fitness routine. Right. That's true. And by the way, everyone out there who doesn't know the lingo, bombing is referring to we're, we're talking about graffiti bombing. Please, oh, please, you, please had to, you had to tell them. They were so worried that we were talking about actual bombing. <laughs> I, I don't need FBI calling me talking about bombing. All right. So I'm trying to be clear here. We're talking about. <laughs> You're the man. Old, They're going to come. <laughs> good old yeah. American graffiti. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Bombing is bombing. Uh, is is getting up in graffiti language, but putting <laughs> art all over the city. Yeah. That's what bombing is, putting beautiful art all over the city. Yeah, I think you go back to your roots as a graffiti artist. I think, you know, because you're going you're gonna to shave off the pounds. You're going to be running, lifting, carrying, climbing. You want to hear one of the stories about getting away always, from bombing? I always want to hear one of your stories, brother. You have so the here, best stories. That's why you're the man. Here's one that it's right up the alley. Exactly what you're talking about. This is about bombing turning into a athletic activity. <laughs> so one time me and this, I'm not going to say his name, but a well-known big time graffiti writer of LA. We were young back then, whatever. We were in our probably- Come on, tell us who it is. Tell early us. Early 20s or whatever. <laughs> and no, I'm not going to put him on blast right <laughs> But we were bombing in the middle of the day in Pasadena underneath some train tracks and a rail, like a- like underneath the, like underpass by some railroad tracks. What year was this, you think? 82, 83, 85? No, 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 no. I mean, I didn't start writing until 87. So oh, okay. when I got in the crew was like 90. So it must have been like 91, okay. 90, okay. 90, 91, gotcha. 92, maybe. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And so, so we're at this place and we're bombing and, but we're underneath, we're in the underpass. So you can't, no one can see us. Right. But I'm not the crazy get up all over the city guy like he was. So he starts to venture off the path, right? So he's like, oh, this is cool, but let's go over here. And I'm like, no, there's a building over there. They can see us. He's like, no one's going to call the cops. So he's bombing down the tracks a bit right in front of a building, like a six-story building with huge windows. So... They're obviously watching him do this, and I'm hiding. <laughs> a, uh, I'm not hiding. I'm painting underneath the bridge across from him, so yeah. no one can see me. So I'm painting. I turn over, turn around. Sure enough, here come the cops. I mean, like 50 miles per hour down the tracks. <laughs> oh, and shit. by the time I saw them, they were already pulling up on my homeboy. He didn't even run. He just stood there, and they jumped out of the car, and I immediately jumped off the ledge where I was painting, yeah. and into the bushes. Yeah. And I ran I ran up a hill. Yeah. See, that's and the exercise I was talking about. That's the exercise. So I'm doing, I'm going up like a 50-foot hill, right? And I'm running yeah. and grabbing bushes and, and twigs and, and limbs and uh, tree <laughs> limbs and stuff. And I'm trying to get through the to the top to the street. So I get up there, obviously in quick fashion. and Like your I, life depended on it. Like my life depended <laughs> on it. And I turn the corner to go over the bridge because I figure if I go over the bridge, right, then the cop, I'm, I'm gonna, it's going to be harder for the cops to see me. So as I turn, there's already two cops on top of the bridge, and they're looking over the side of the bridge looking down 
waiting for me to run out. Oh, shit. So they're waiting for me to run out, and I'm already on top watching them. Ah. And they don't see me. Suckers. And so, <laughs> and so as, soon as, I, as soon as I turned the corner and I saw them, I just turned around, and I walked very slowly back down the street where the bushes were so, the, so that I could be hidden from their sight. Yeah. And as soon as I got behind the bushes, I crossed the street. And when I crossed the street, there's this restaurant there. And it's like one of those really high-end restaurants that's kind of hidden off the beat. And it's lunchtime. So as I'm walking into the parking lot of the restaurant, there's all these businessmen, right? Yeah. And they're walking. They're, they just parked their cars and they're walking into the restaurant with their suit and ties and stuff. And they look at me like they just saw a ghost. <laughs> and I don't know why they're looking at me like this. And I look, and this is the middle. Of, this is in the middle of summer, so it's hot and everything. And I look at them and I go, "Hey, do you guys know if there's a restroom around here?" And they didn't say a word. They just shook their head, no, and then kept walking. And I was like, "That was kind of strange the way they looked at me," but okay, you know. So I just kept walking towards the parking lot, and I and I looked down, and my shirt is covered with blood. My, I had a white shirt on oh, and it's wow. covered with blood and I looked down and I have this huge gash on my on the palm of my hand because I guess when I grabbed one of the twigs or branches or whatever, sure, sure. it cut the shit out of my hand and now I, and I had no idea and I have all this blood on my white shirt. So these motherfuckers think, oh, here's a murderer. <laughs> That that just looking for a bathroom to wash up. Looking for a bathroom to wash up, and so I quickly go, "Holy shit!" So first thing I did is I take off my shirt, I wrap my hand in the shirt, yeah, and I go hide. There's like all these Mercedes and high end cars, and I just go into the bushes and hide, kind of like half in the bushes, half behind the cars, and I'm just sitting there. Because I know the cops are everywhere looking for me because they know there was two of us down there. So anyway, so I see footsteps. I see people walking in the parking lot. I see cop cars driving up and down the street, you know, and I'm like, holy shit. Anyways, long story short, I hide out for two hours in the fucking sun, fucking 100 degree weather. And I finally feel like, okay, they're probably gone by now. So... I was wearing shorts. I now I have no shirt on. So I just said, I'm gonna jog back home and pretend I'm a jogger. <laughs> you know? Like Well, how far how far was home? Because I mean, you know, Pasadena, so, you didn't grow up, I mean, you didn't live in Pasadena. So like how at the time at the time I lived in Alhambra. Yeah. And so from where I was to Alhambra, I gotta say it was maybe ten miles. <laughs> <laughs> so after all that shit, you got to hike home fucking 10 so, miles. So I just start jogging. Yeah. You know, and, and luckily this is during when I was playing soccer and I was really fit. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. You were in good shape. And this was not a problem to do that. But here I am jogging. And obviously I left all my paint and everything at the site, which was which really pissed me off because I had some really cool like Krylon colors that no one else could find. There was these like. Well, it's a lot uh, of money too, man. You had a lot of money in that bag, you know. Now I'm yeah. sure you racked them. I'm sure you know. I, I'm <laughs> guessing you didn't pay for the cans, but yeah, it was a lot of lot of value there. Yeah, I didn't pay full price, but I know <laughs> I know that there was uh, there was quite a bit of cans in there. 
And so anyway, so uh, the point of the story is that I ran like at least eight miles home. And I remember I got to a certain point and I'm like, okay, I'm good with running now. I'm far, I'm far enough away now. So I went, got, you know, the pay phone because we had no cell phones back then. I got a pay phone and I called my buddy's sister, actually Vile, my homeboy Vile. Shout, Shout out, out to Vile. Vile. And I call his sister, Leslie, and I'm like, hey, you might come picking me up because <laughs> I need to ride home and I, I, I'm kind of tired from running and um, <laughs> from the cops <laughs> and so she came down and picked me up and, and took me home i was like so grateful but yeah that's a perfect story about how a graffiti adventure can turn into an athletic one very quickly. great exercise no no i mean i'm guessing you lost <laughs> at least five pounds that day in at one day in okay one day. <laughs> so you've proven my point right i think i think i think you have to go back to bombing <laughs> and to save your life by the way graffiti saved your life right like that's what the shirt that's says right. graffiti saved yeah. my life that's why because yeah. it's exercise it's fitness like you're out there bombing you're you're as healthy as you can be and as long as of course you're wearing a respirator, respirator you know, yeah. you'll be that much healthier so i think the moral of the story is that there is no absolutely no debate you have to go back to bombing to save your life to yeah. be around for the next 30 years. This is a life or death situation. Your life depends on you. you got to go back to bombing. And by the way, I also think now yeah. you have a, a new kind of business opportunity here to write your, your first fitness book, you know, the graffiti fitness plan. <laughs> and, you know, you teach people in the book how yeah. to stay healthy through bombing. And, right. you know, and then it's a whole, you could be on Oprah. Yeah. You know, you could have videos. I mean, maybe eventually a whole paint and food line go that goes together. Oh, you know, it's like serious. Yeah. It's yeah. like a gym. Oh, it's like oh. a, imagine imagine this like graffiti gym that I can build. Yeah, it, it's a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, you have all the obstacles, the chain link fences, and then the yeah. you know, kind of a, a iron beam across the top that Some you know you gotta climb up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You put a few a couple junkyard dogs in there just to live, you know, liven up the place, you know, get people serious. <laughs> You know, right. focused, you know, that's right. Yeah, I think, listen, I mean, this, this is, this story is like the perfect story <laughs> to end this episode of Gringo and the man, because I mean, you've just saved, you've just told a story that will not only save your own life, but will save yeah. other, so many other people's lives. Right. The uh, graffiti art bombing fitness program. That's it. By man one, AKA yeah. the man. We got to hang up because I have to go copyright that trademark it. And make a logo and start. Get, start get busy, man. Tomorrow. You're gonna be. You're gonna be rich. <laughs> this is the ticket. <laughs> this is the ticket. This is it. This is it. Gringo and the man yeah. doing it like we do, solving the world's problems. Yeah, yeah. Coming out of retirement. One podcast at a time. <laughs> coming out of retirement, and I'm gonna be a whole lot more fit and a whole lot more up. Look at that. A whole Two lot more one. up. No, no, but see that. But, but what a great exclamation point on your legacy and your career that at your age, you know, to come yeah. out of retirement like that and get up now more than ever. Right. It's a Cinderella story kind of a thing. I think it like is like a fairy tale, like a, <laughs> like you might be on the Wheaties box or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man, you do it for the children. If nothing else, do it for the children, do it for the children. You know, the inspiration. Well, that's, that's what we're going to do. Well, I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh god all right wow. brother well this is this is gringo and the man in the house right now that's right that's right
I wonder if people can tell who the gringo is. Do you think they can tell which one of us no. is the gringo? No. That, <laughs> without, that's look, without looking? <laughs> yeah, that's why we're going to have to put the video up because it's going to be hard to figure out who the gringo and the man oh, really boy. are. But I'm happy. I'm happy because now I'm going to – I just can't wait to get off this And go bombing. You're going to go podcast. bombing right I'm now. I'm going to go bombing right now. And I'm going to like lose like 10 pounds tonight. And, well, you could. I could. You I could. could. Yeah. I, I minimum five pounds, and I, I think you, if pounds. you really if you really focus, you could do ten. You could lose if, 10, ten. If I really if I really go bombing, if I like really yeah, you can, I mean don't half ass it. Yeah, you know? I gotta I gotta I gotta go all in. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, right. and you know we didn't you know you brought up the whole supercross thing in Anaheim. We didn't talk much about that, but let me tell you, that was that was one of the most gringo things I've done in a long time. <laughs> Long time. I mean, there were lots of gringos there. I was not the only gringo. Let me tell you. Well, you had to go do it in Orange County, didn't you? It was uh, Angel Stadium, Anaheim, Orange County. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it, it was fascinating. Did you feel right at home? You know, the strange thing about it is, as a straight white man, yeah. you would think that I would feel very much at home yeah. with a stadium filled with straight white men. Mm-hmm. And but. yet, I didn't. I felt completely alien. <laughs> <laughs> I was not wearing the uniform. Oh no, uh, no, no! You know there is a very particular uniform. Yeah. Oh yeah. That this community of straight white men seem to wear. Yeah. You know, I was so my uniform. I was not. My wardrobe was not appropriate for the community for the culture. You did not understand the assignment that day apparently apparently so yeah it was very fascinating it was uh, as as you like to say like a sociological anthropological kind of experience where you're just like wow i'm really getting a glimpse into like a subculture and a yeah. world that i just never see right and right. boy they out there they are out there they're out there that's right next episode we can talk more about that here in gringo and the man that's right my brother the one and only man one. It is so good to see you. You too. You too. So good to get together. We got to figure out if we're dropping these episodes, you know, weekly, monthly, like what we're doing or just whenever. But this right. is so much fun getting together, yeah, chopping man. it up like we as do. As much as we can do it. Let's do it. Well, we'll get, we'll get the music straight. We'll get the yeah. artwork straight. Start promoting the hell out of this. Because I, like I said, I, I think we've got uh, real solutions for, for mankind here at Gringo <laughs> and the Man. I hope so. I hope we're doing something for humanity. <laughs> well, we've already exposed the aliens among us. That's I true. I mean, they're fucked now because we have revealed the truth. And the truth is they are they are among us and they have infiltrated our psyches right. you know, as a superior intelligent being. They're really good at math. Like that, that's that's how you know they're aliens. That's the key. <laughs> if you can program a computer like Zuckerberg, yeah. I mean, you gotta be an alien. If an alien was able to infiltrate like a human body or human being, or if somehow figured out a way to like become human, like you would think that at least physically you would think that they wouldn't quite get it right. Like they wouldn't be like, there'd be something a little odd. Okay. Yeah. Now, now think about Zuckerberg. That guy's a little odd. You know, he looks a little (laughs) odd. He acts a little odd. I mean, he's not one of us dude. No. By the way, I mean, I don't want any alien to be in charge of our social media. 
Because, right. I mean, that's how they're going to turn us against each other. Look what he's done. Yeah. With his social media platform. He's turned us against. You know, so, so I think there's so much evidence that undeniably proves right. without a doubt that mm-hmm. Zuckerberg is an alien. I think many millions of people are, are behind you on that. <laughs> <laughs> but we broke the news here first tonight. No one, that's right. no one heard yeah. about it before now. So <laughs> this is the power of our platform here at Gringo and the Man. That's right. <laughs> now we're infiltrating. We're infiltrating. Now we're infiltrating, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. We're that's like, our job. We're, we're fucking, we're pirates. Gringo and the Man. Infiltrating one listener at a time. <laughs> yeah. So building it body by body. So by the time this is done, who knows? Maybe three people will be infiltrated. Oh, penetrated. Infiltrated. And Pen- infiltrated. What? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. All right, my brother, the one and only man one. Great seeing you, my friend. All right, gringo. Catch you on the on the flip side. I'll catch you on the flip side. You have fun bombing. Lose those pounds. You need to. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. Thanks for listening to the Gringo and the Man podcast. Please make sure to like this episode, write a review, and share it with your friends on social. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. Gringo and the Man is produced by Crew West Studios in Los Angeles. Gringo and the Man is edited by We Edit Podcast and hosted by Captivate. Thanks again for listening. Gringo and the Man will be back soon with another episode promoting the importance of good humor and peaceful race relations.